Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey, welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And I'm so excited about today's episode. We have our first ever live studio guest, and she is awesome. Ashley, why don't you tell us a little about our guest today? That's right. We have Dr. Cassie Reed. She's the director of the Master of Marriage and Family Therapy graduate degree program at the King's University, and she is the founder and director of Cassie Reed Counseling. She has her PhD in marriage and family therapy from Texas Women's University. She's been married for 12 years and has two beautiful daughters, and she has an amazing book that is all about managing the stress of the holidays and how it affects your family. So you guys are in for a real treat. Hey, Cassie. We are so excited to have you as our first guest. And welcome to the podcast, the Naked Marriage Podcast, our very first guest, Miss Cassie. No, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and it's, it's such an important topic we're diving into today. And Cassie's got some great expertise on this, yes. a great book about this that we'll plug later in the podcast. But we're entering into the holiday crazy time, and there's a lot of good that goes with it, but it amplifies whatever's going on in your life, I feel like. So the good yes. things get better, <laughs> but the hard things seem to get a lot harder. And things that were mm-hmm. a little bit stressful, those family dynamics that were a little bit tense, the financial pressure that was a little bit there, it just gets blown out of the water sometimes. And so we're going to just have a conversation over the next 25 minutes or so just about how to invite more peace into your marriage, your home, mm-hmm. your extended family Uh, this Christmas season. And yeah, it's something I need. So I'm excited about this conversation. You want to learn. (laughs) So, so, So Cassie, how do we do it? How do we invite more peace and less stress during this chaotic time of year? Oh, that is a big question. <laughs> There's a lot of ways. I think the biggest thing that I find is really allowing the Holy Spirit some room yes. in your holiday. Mm-hmm. I think we get so caught up in the hubbub of everything, of what we're doing and the events. And the thing that gets shut out is our ability to hear Him and just yes. to really have vision for for what happens. And so um, that's really the crux of what I experienced personally, as well as what I feel to teach people about the holiday season. No, right? that's that's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know we don't want to be running around totally missing the entire point of why we're <laughs> celebrating, right? Very true. Very true. I know. True. I actually just early, early in like, like November, our kids were talking about what they wanted for Christmas and it hit me really hard and I got really upset, didn't I, sweetie? I was like, how dare you? Just tell why what are you, you already want. talking about this? Like, and I kind of, I kind of let it get the 
brought out the worst in me. And then I kind of, you know, went back and, and my son was like, why was that so upsetting? And I was like, Cooper, let's first of all celebrate Thanksgiving, but let's also realize that Christmas is not about what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that mm-hmm. I want to know what you want for Christmas, but for you to be, that's all you're thinking about right now, it just is really upsetting to me mm-hmm. because you're missing the entire point. Mm-hmm. And so I, just, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's like, we want, we want to have the Holy Spirit flowing through us because it also spills onto our kids. Yeah. And we got to really keep that, you know, as the heart of our home, especially during the holidays. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that something that can stress people out at Christmas is is the comparison trap game because oh, yes. social media has made it where you see, oh, look, little Shirley's family's elf on the shelf, like built a new log cabin in their <laughs> I backyard. I like elf on the shelf. Personally, cursed little so elf on the shelf. It's like, it's so much. And then you got Pinterest and Instagram yes. and everybody's posting these highlight reels. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. The whole about Advent the season <laughs> where you're like, the, the Prince of Peace, you know, Jesus is so edged out. There's no right. peace anywhere. Yeah, it's all right. about the, the competition of trying right. to keep up. So in, especially with our kids, when they're easy to get pulled into this comparison mm-hmm. trap game of what, what everybody mm-hmm. else is doing and right. getting. How do we keep our family's focus on what Christmas is really all about and, and still enjoy all the festivities, but not let it stress us out and not play that that consumeristic game that just chokes out all of the joy? Well, you know, one of the things I see, at least, and I struggle with personally, really, truly, my whole diving into this topic came out of my personal frustration of the holiday. I remember waking up one morning and it was about 7 a.m. The tree was on and I was just fuming at my family. Mm -hmm. And I just started writing and I was just irritated because it was really because of expectations, but I Mm -hmm. realized that I was a crammer. That I wanted to shove every single event. And even still to this day, I have to check myself because I'll (laughs) Google, I'll be like, okay, Dallas Christmas events. And then it's like, I'm that person thing too, comes I get up it, and yes. I'm like, we need to go here, 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 here. And then every weekend we're like running like crazy people, barely time to function just to see the sights, you know? And so I think setting the tone for your kids is a huge thing of where mm-hmm. um, I'm, I've found that over the years, I have a, a blended family. And so we've decided we have traditions. We mm-hmm. have things that we adhere to and they look forward to. And, and when we decide to add one, we talk to them about it, but they kind of know what to expect. And I think that helps because yeah. then it's not like, well, Johnny's family went to London for Christmas. Right. Well, that's not our tradition. Right. So our tradition <laughs> is we stay here. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll go to- There's so much to do There's here. We'll go so to the Galleria, so much to do. No, it's, it's so true. That is so true. Absolutely. The blended family issue, I'm glad you brought that up because I, and I feel like from a lot of people that write us and and are dealing specifically with, okay, the holidays are complicated enough, but now we've got this blended family dynamic Mm -hmm. where we're, you know, the the custody situation might Mm -hmm. be tense or are trying to maybe feel like you're you're competing within the family. There's an extra layer of stress that can come in the blended family. So can you just talk out of experience to those who are listening that are that are there. They're like, you know, the, the blended family situation is really causing extra stress. How do I, how, how can I be an ambassador of peace in all right, of that? Yeah. You know, I think just being, I was blessed to be introduced to my stepdaughter when she was two and she's 15 now. So we've had a lot of time to grow together. But I think what I had to do was stop placing the expectations on myself. And mm-hmm. that's really where it lied. I kept thinking I was re- placing them on her family or, or the other side. You know, we always yeah. talk like that. But really what it was, is it was me. It was mm-hmm. me saying I wanted things to be a certain way. And when I was able to let that go and realize it wasn't about me, it was about her. Mm-hmm. 
And my desire to be right or my desire to do it this way or my desire to prove a point ended up making her suffer. And so when I realized that it's about her and it's about creating a great experience for her and who cares what anyone else thinks, mm-hmm. if we feel peace about it, it's what our it lines up with our family values and it makes her have a great experience, then we're going to do it. Yeah. And so that's really changed a lot of things. And what I found uh, secretly, and I don't know if she'll hear this, but is that she kind of wants to come to our house now Good. for the holidays. Awesome. Like we get to spend most holidays with her just because she enjoys that. And she is a priority. And not that she isn't her mom's, but she just loves to come and be part of our traditions. Right. And so it's so cool how it works itself out when you get yourself out of the way. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I just want to say one thing empathetically. As a stepmom, to all the stepmoms and stepdads, it's a hard go, y'all, yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know? It's not so easy to just—when you have—the bottom line is you have someone else controlling your life yeah. from afar. And sometimes it's someone you don't even want to control it anymore. Right. And it's just—you really have to kind of get that in alignment because it is what it is, and it's an unchangeable thing. And you got to love your kids because what I find is a lot of families in my practice wake up and they're like, oh man, my kid's 18. I spent all these years fighting with the other side. And now what? My mm-hmm. ki- you know, the kid is just lost at where to find home. Mm, yeah. That's so good. That is. I mean, that's such great advice. I think too, with blended families, but really with all families, I think shopping and kind of the expectations we have for what we're going to give our kids, you know, that can be really kind of trying. And and it's hard to, with our children, sometimes to establish, well, our family does things this way. Their family might do this. Right. I mean, how, how do you think we should navigate that? That's a tough That's a tough one for sure. I think what you do is you have to set your standard and mm-hmm. stick to it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to let someone else dictate what my family chooses to do because of what they do. Kind of like you were saying, even looking at the, but it's, it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, they're doing X, Y, and Z, or they bought them this, this, and this. Right. And, you know, just come to the point where it's like, this is our budget. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. Right. These are our traditions. This is our what we do as a family. These are our values. And they're unwavering. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to waver because my emotions get tugged on because that's really right. what it is. It's a competition where we want right. to win, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I found there were a couple of Christmases, I won't lie, I'll tell them myself I'm pretty transparent, but it's that, you know, you go all out and you're like, ha ha. <laughs> I know. I we won Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like you got all, and then you're literally like, you know, as she's surrounded by all of the items and there's like zero, you know, that isn't what she wanted. Yeah. You know, right? And, and I found I, you know, and then I'm like, I am hundreds of dollars poor, and, <laughs> right. and I all am that less stuff's going to be at Goodwill in the year. <laughs> yes, so yes, and I did that for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, Not no, I it's think, so true. I think yeah, we all yeah. Do sometimes yeah. something that helped me a few Christmases ago. I'll tell a quick story that kind of ties to expectations. I wanted to create this perfect Christmas moment. And I wanted to do it by building a gingerbread house, right? So we were at Walmart. There were these $8 gingerbread houses. And the ch- children were like, please, Dad, please, let's build it. And I was like, you know what? We're going to have an epic <laughs> night to remember. It's going awesome. to be like a Charles Dickens novel. We're going to be gathered around a fire. And children are going to be like, God bless his father. You're the best father. And it was going to be gumdrops. And it was going to be the most perfect gingerbread house ever. But on the way home from Walmart, the kids were fighting over this box where the gingerbread house was. And by the time we got home and we dumped out the contents on the kitchen table, (laughs) it was was broken. There were shards (laughs) of broken gingerbread. And my one kid's crying like, it's broken. It's never. And I was so mad Mm -hmm. that I went to like throw the whole thing away. Like, you kids, you ruined Christmas. Ah!" And, and, And... Ashley said, why are you throwing it away? I said, because it's ruined. It's never going to look like the picture on the box. And she very wisely said, it doesn't have to look like the picture on the box. 
And so we dumped out all those broken contents and we didn't make a gingerbread house because there weren't walls, but we made <laughs> the most beautifully misshapen gingerbread cookies and we yeah. were covered in icing and oh, gumdrops I love it. and we laughed. And for me, it was a turning point as our, because I have this expectation frustration a lot of times where I have a picture in my mind of how things need to look and it needs to look like the picture on the box. The gingerbread mm-hmm. house has to look like the picture mm-hmm. on the box or else it's failed. And I think a lot of us, carry around a deeper expectation of we think our family, our life needs to look like this picture on the box we had in our mind of what a perfect family is supposed to be at Christmas. And it doesn't really exist. And what I think God calls us to do instead is take the broken pieces Mm -hmm. of our gingerbread houses and our lives and to give it to him as as a gift and then to just enjoy what he has given us. And it might end up being something far better than the yeah. like yeah. stale picture on the box ever yeah. could have been. I mean, honestly, till this day, when we, we still buy gingerbread houses, but they just break them up. And we up. break them and, up now. We, just, we don't even try. We just I mean, break it really has become a like a tradition. little tradition. Yeah. I love that. It's that's great. so awesome. You know, it's so interesting because that's actually what prompted me somewhat to even write the book that I wrote because I just think the expectations of, I, I wanted to call it Hallmark is a Liar. Yes. <laughs> even though we like, love those movies. But it's not liar. real. I know. Yes. It doesn't always end like that. And you know what I find is expectations. Hallmark is a liar. That's what I, they, of course. But, you know, I have all the respect for Hallmark. Candace but, Cameron, we're coming yes. for you. Not, you are lying to us. Oh, no, but everything ends with a bow and the grandparents are sitting there and they're all around the fire and it's just so happy and everyone's sipping cocoa. And, you know, there are some families that can't take three hours in a home with their right. family, let You're, alone three yes. days. Yes. You know, so it's just real. But I think with expectations, I see it like it's not an on-off switch. Either, yes, I've made the box or it's in the trash. Right. Which is so common for me. And of course, I'm writing to myself. Like, But it's that, it's a dimmer. Mm-hmm. And I think what we do is it's if we completely don't meet them, it's a failure. And if we meet them, it's a success. And I think that's what happens with the holidays is we paint this picture of, you know, we took my three-year-old, I have a three-year-old daughter, and we took her to see Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, we're just all piled in the car. It's warm. We just are, you know, all stuck in there. And we're like, we're going to go. She's going to love it. She sat in the back seat and begged for goldfish the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember being like, this is horrible. Like, we're yes. all like, get us out of the car. Get her some goldfish, you know. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, you play this whole big thing. And it, it felt, I remember feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. Afterward, sure. yeah, and I, I think we've like, all been there. Yes, and I'm like, no, I'm not a failure. This just was an event. You know, we had a memory. We laugh about it now. Yeah, but I think people take it too personally, and that's what breaks my heart. Is don't own that too much. Your expectation, you know, don't own when it doesn't. Yes. When yeah. the I'm a bad house. mom or a bad dad. Yes. If this doesn't pl- we can't pan do out exactly like this yeah. hallmark right. moment, right? Oh yeah. my goodness, we've had. <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about all the moments, the goldfish moments. Like <laughs> that is like normal for us, you know. With the Santa, you try to get the perfect Santa picture, yes. and oh. they're they're just like crying in most of them. <laughs> or once your kids get too old for Santa, but you want them because you have younger kids, you want them all in the picture. They look like they'd rather die, you know, than be in the picture. <laughs> but you know, for us, and I know a lot of people listening. Our, our Christmases, we usually have to travel home or, or even just during the holidays at some point. And we live far from our family. And long we have way. for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so... Thankfully, our families live within 30 minutes of each other. But we, you know, we make the big trek home and we see everybody. And I remember in the early years of us doing this, 
we would just almost kill ourselves to try to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And it was literally impossible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we've been doing this a long time we now. We around like, like I a mean, pinball. I mean, it was horrible. Trying to, trying to go to everything, yeah. trying to... Disappointing everybody. I mean, yeah. And so now we're actually getting ready to go home. And we were like, we just have to go knowing we're going to do the best we can, but everybody's probably going to be a little disappointed. And we just have to be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, we just have to do the best we can yeah. as a family and not, you know, because what we, what we found is it was making us kind of lash out our kids because mm-hmm. we were just, you know, trying to yeah, get to everybody. Yeah. And, and and then you're also, like you had mentioned earlier, we're trying to kind of understand and rise to the occasion of the different family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's usually, you know, somebody dealing with something. I mean, we've had, I mean, it's it's always, there's always something eventful. And, and we always like to remind anyone we're talking to that there's just no perfect Hallmark no. family out there. No, you're right. I mean, you can have a great, a great family that you're proud of, but every family has stuff. Yes. And I I think, you know, like you've talked about, Cassie, the expectations are so key. No, I think it's true. And I love embracing authenticity, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just been interesting to see how just even in starting to write about this and starting, it's actually made a shift in my own family, Mm -hmm. you know, which has been really cool just for them to read and kind of see like, let's just be authentic. Let's be real. Let's be transparent and let's say what's really happening. And I think Mm -hmm. there's power in that because what we do is we make assumptions of what other people want. It's like, when you talk about going home, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. You know, I want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to love me and see my kids. And it's right. so great, right. you know? The intention is so pure, but it ends up being something the enemy takes and uses against yes. us because you feel like, again, you fail. Right. You know, oh, I didn't see her for long enough. Or, did we visit enough? And do they get to see the kids do this or this? And, you know, I think you just have to lay that down. And if you're honest about it, you know, and just say, hey, we're going to do what we can. We're yeah. here gosh, you love us so much that you want to see us. That's cool. Yeah. You know, we love you too. And we, trust me, if we could see you all day, every day and divide ourselves, we would do it, but we can't, you know? And so I think that's a huge, a huge thing for people to to just focus on is that what's the positive in it? They want to see me. Mm -hmm. Some families don't want to see their (laughs) kids. That's so true. That is a positive. I mean, so many people are fighting over us. Exactly. I mean, what I hear Cassie really saying is, is getting back to gratitude. You know, I think Mm -hmm. gratitude goes a long way. Being thankful that your family wants Mm -hmm. to see you. Being thankful that you have, you know, a car that can get you there. You know, being thankful that you guys are healthy enough to do it. I mean, a lot of people are ill around the holidays and they can't make those travels. So yeah, I think gratitude just seems to change everything, doesn't it? One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. 
inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. It really does. It makes. It, I'm sorry. I'm still back on the Hallmark thing. I've got, I've got a random <laughs> idea. We launch our own count, counter Hallmark channel instead of instead of Hallmark. We call it Skidmark. And, oh my god! And it's just I love it. Real life stories of Christmas and like Skidmark. of all this crazy stuff that happens. All right. So that's the random idea for the day. <laughs> got to switch it. Switching gears. I'm, my mind's going to all the movies we can make. I mean, it's, oh my it's, a, it's a billion dollar idea. I'm telling you. I went so, in. I went in. So we, we, we've talked a lot about kind of the kid the kid issue, but since it is the Naked Marriage Podcast, we try to always also, you know, have like a specific marriage tie-in. And I do think that the stress of the holidays can come between a husband and wife, like yeah, very few things. Sure. You know, the financial stress of, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to make all these these things happen and trying to evenly split time. And you both, when both the husband and wife have different expectations of oh, what yeah. they want it to look like. Mm-hmm. The most wonderful time of the year can end up being the most stressful time of the yeah. year on a marriage. Yeah, right. Um, and so how specifically do we focus on our marriage and be unified in the midst of, of this stress and then start trying to find ways to take stress off of each other instead of adding stress to each other? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like Pastor Jimmy is so amazing about teaching how your marriage is first. You yeah. know, when your kids, before your kids come, your marriage exists. And after mm-hmm. your kids move out of the house, your marriage exists. And I think we lose sight. And even, like I said, just having a three-year-old, it's easy to see that it's just, they they need you, you yeah. know, and so you become so consumed. So I think to keep the main thing, the main thing, which is your relationship. And yes. I think communication is key. With the busyness of everything, we've got to be able to talk to each other. Yes. We've got to be able to decide, okay, how what's our budget? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to spend? And I think it's easy, but then to even make decisions together. If we're going to go over it, let's decide it together. Let's mm-hmm. not me go out and spend hundreds of dollars or even $50 without him being somewhat privy that of we're going to do that, you know? And I think I think in the relationship too, it's it's crucial that you figure out the separate families. And if it's okay, I can talk about that. Just as yeah. your in-laws, you know, I think that's a huge factor oh, yeah. because we have two places where we learn what tradition and what the holidays feel like. Oh yeah. You know, and each of them very rarely are the same, you know? Well, my family does this and, you know, my husband's family always celebrated Christmas Eve and did gifts on Christmas Eve. Well, we do Christmas morning, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, which do we do in our family? And I think the key is that you figure out what's our traditions. Right. And how do we still honor? You know, I want to honor my family and I want to honor his family. But we also have to figure out what we're going to do because they can't dictate that all the time because then that doesn't leave 
for good feelings. Right, because you're your own family unit and you and you can ha- kind of have your own traditions. You know, I think another way that we can really kind of keep our marriage going strong during the holidays is, you know, putting something on your spouse that they clearly don't like doing. And I'll just share a quick story. So Dave is not a fan of putting up Christmas lights outside. Like he pretty no, much hates I, I it. I turn into the Grinch. Like. <laughs> and like, we didn't have a tall enough ladder when we used to live in Georgia. And he almost, like he was just trying desperately to get it done. And he got up on the roof and then like, could not get <gasps> off and was going to oh, jump no. off the roof. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm like running to the neighbor's I'm house. I'm going to end like, it can now. I borrow, <laughs> can I borrow your ladder? Like, because, you know, it's like something he hates doing. So I just, that that year, I don't even remember what year it was. I was like, we're just not going to do, like, I, we're going to put some lights on the bushes. We're going to stop all this with the higher lights that we put over, you know, near the roof line. And we're going to put a stake in the ground with one of those superimposed, right, you know, that laser puts lights. lights on your house. That puts lights <laughs> oh. on your house. Yes, yeah. And it has been, like, we just don't, I, like, it's just I done. always make fun of her for watching QVC. It's Because I think it's, like, the lamest <laughs> thing to watch. But I was never more attracted to you than when you bought one of those things well, off QVC. I saw QVC, it and I was like, that's the answer. we put it in the ground. It took, like, Yes. Two minutes to turn yes. on, and I didn't have to get on the roof. And I think we you made out it. for like an hour. But <laughs> the time I would have been hanging the lights. But you know, was, I think so many times we think, but this is what I want you to do, and you know, this is how it should be. And we could, right. you know, maybe it's get in a Christmas fight over that, right? Right. If it's not, if we don't have icicle lights, it's not Christmas. But really, it's like no. Yeah. I mean, if my husband hates this, it's going against you know, the joy of the holiday and and it's making us mad at each other. It's just not right. worth it. It's not worth fighting over Christmas lights. And so you just have to find solutions that really kind of ease the tension between the two. Yeah, yeah. Them, it's so. it's a lot of stepping aside from your own preferences to serve serve yes. one another. Like, because yes. I don't, we got all these inflatables in our yard right now, which I think our are so tacky and just dumb looking. <laughs> and are. I would make fun of anybody to put them up. And now I'm that guy. We're the people. I'm the guy where mm-hmm. I drive up to my own house and I'm like, oh, that's tacky. But the kids... Love it. They, they get so, so excited. They love it. And yes. so, yeah, we, 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 we do it's it. So we funny. do it for each other. It's another opportunity to serve. Kind of coming back to the kind of the ex- broader family conversation. Yes. But, you know, in-laws, the extended family. I do think this is where a lot of the stress can come in mm-hmm. at the holidays. And Cassie, I want to share a quote from your book because I, I think we if we unpack this a little bit, there's so much wisdom in it. It said, married individuals need to feel that their family members can love their partners almost as much as they do. Yeah. And man, I want this to be true for our own kids when mm-hmm. they bring wives home, mm-hmm. you know, someday. That It's such a safe place where they oh, know absolutely. they're loved. They know that they're accepted. So Cassie, talk to us about how we can cultivate that kind of love and what to do when it's not there. Like what, what to do when you do feel like you're going into a in an in-law situation or extended family situation, and maybe it, the, the love just isn't there. Let's right. just put it yeah. that way. So how yeah. do we right. how do we get through that? Well, the first thing I think that you have to do is you have to be sure that you really do the leave and cleave thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know yeah. I see yes. so many people who want to complain about their spouse to their family of origin, um, so they're yeah. going back home. And you know, one of the things my parents said to my husband, we've been married twelve years, is mm-hmm. they said, if if you guys ever have a difficulty, Cassie can't come back here. And I I mean, I I thought that was so weird, you know, but Mm -hmm. really what they said was, we're not going to let her come stay here or retreat here or find solace here or comfort here because she's going to be married to you and Mm -hmm. you guys have to figure it out. out. And it was really powerful. And I think that's what happens so many times is, you know, you'll go to your mom or your dad or whoever, sister, oh, he's just making me mad or, oh, she's being ridiculous. And what that does is that breeds... For them to make an opinion about the person that you love, then you come back and y'all are great, 
And they're like trying to reconcile why you just said right. they were not nice yesterday and today you're making out. Which do right. we follow? Right. It's so true, yeah. Because they don't have the same equity and really they're following your lead. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you lead with preference and you lead prioritizing your spouse and you lead honoring them, you may have it out in the car afterwards. Let's be honest, right? Like there's been many holidays my husband and I will get in the car and it's like the drive home. We're just hashing it out. But they're not seeing that, right? you know? And I think there's power in that. That's not living inauthentically, if that's even the word, but it's mm-hmm. it's just the fact that they don't need to see any room to not love him as much right. as I do. And I think sometimes it does not happen that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this is the trick that I always, and it's not even really a trick, but it's just asking the Holy Spirit to see them, the person that can't love them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, let me see them. And many times he's so gracious and it never looks the same, but it's it's just this vision of the person that you really see their heart or you really see what they're struggling with or why they can't love them. Yeah. Sometimes it's a parent that just loves you so much they don't want to let you go, even though right. you've been married 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, or they just don't, they want, they have an own, their own insecurity or their own fear or their own failures that they're feeling and they're trying to make it up, you know? So if you ask the Holy Spirit to see that, man, that gives you power yeah. over it. And then you're able to be like, oh gosh, grandma, oh gosh, dad, oh gosh, brother. You know, mm-hmm. you're able to know that why they're that way and why yeah. they have a hard time loving your spouse. And kind of approach them more tenderly. Because yes. I do think it's it's easy to be on the defensive. Yes. I think there's times too, though, where you were talking about maybe, you know, a spouse may feel closer to their family than they do oh, their yeah. family of origin, than they do their own spouse. And so they allow their family to talk badly about their spouse. And I just wanna say like, as spouses, we really set the tone to our families yeah. about how you know we can, how our families can talk about our spouse and how they can treat our spouse. We set that tone. So if we're being hateful to our spouse in front of our family, that's saying, oh, we can just lash out, yeah. you know, oh, at, yeah. our, at, so at, at their spouse whenever we it's want just, to. And it's yeah. very, so very toxic. And yeah. I, you know, we receive messages all the time from people where this is the case, where they feel like they're under attack the minute they go right. to the Christmas gathering of their spouse's family. And then sometimes what happens is that spouse stops going. And so what you see are spouses dividing and celebrating Christmas with their families of origin and not really bringing their spouse with them. And I just wanna say, guys, don't do that. You need to go as a family unit. You need to go together. You don't need to split and divide. You need to bring peace to to your families about whatever's going on and say, listen, my spouse is one with me. I wanna bring my spouse to everything. We wanna go through everything together. And so we need to work this out, you know, and you can't talk about my spouse this way. I love you guys, but this this is who I've chosen to marry. You cannot approach my spouse with the disrespect that you've been having lately. And I think once we lay down that boundary, your family will eventually rise right. to it. I mean, they may not right. immediately, but they will eventually rise to it. No, you know, it's interesting because I've actually, I was just saying, you know, in writing this book that I actually have had such a positive thing with my own family happen. Good. And that's exactly what we've seen. Is now I have two sisters and they're married as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I just want to give some people some hope with this yes. because so many people feel like, oh, it's never going to change. This right. is how it's right. going to be. Yeah. And it's just easier if we go separate or it's mm-hmm. easier. It's not going to be different. They are not going to change. And right. what I found is my sister and I, and, and you know, we, we kind of put a stake in the ground and said, we're not going to do it this way anymore. Yeah. It was honoring. It was respectful. Mm-hmm. It was a healthy boundary. There was nothing, you know, bad about us putting the stake in the ground. But it's honestly caused what they would call in therapy world systemic shift. Good. It's caused the family of origin to shift now and how they behave to shift. And right. because we're not going to tolerate the 
you know, disrespect right. the spouse, or we're not going to tolerate you talking bad or having this backbiting or having these sidebar conversations. This right. is how we're choosing to set boundaries. And man, it's just been a blessing to my family to see the fruit of that and Good. just to see that change is possible. When you let yes. the Holy Spirit lead, change is possible. And right. I just want to encourage people that you probably might be looking at a situation that seems unchangeable. You might see something that in your family that you're like, it has been this way for 80 years. It's mm-hmm. never going to be different. But one word from the Holy Spirit can change it. Yeah. One person so acting true. differently, one bit of peace yeah. that your family brings. I want to be the family that comes in and everyone goes, Ah, yes. They're yeah, like, yes. They're, like we bring, they bring a peace. spirit of yes. peace. Yes. Yeah, and so I just want to believe that for people, and I just want to encourage people with that is to find hope this holiday. I love that. I mean, I think, I know the listeners right now, there's so many where this is just really motivating them to go in with more more peace. And I think a lot of it, just like you said, Cassie, it starts with the Holy Spirit. And how do we achieve that? How do we have that peace? It's through prayer. It's through mm-hmm. praying, God, bring peace to this relationship. And even if if that other person in my family isn't wanting to achieve peace, help me to still be a peacemaker and be at peace myself. Because sometimes, and it even says this in the Word, you know, you have to do your best to achieve peace. But it says it in such a way in the Bible where it's like, but you do what you can, but right. sometimes people won't necessarily— As far as it necessarily, depends on you. Right, yeah. what, whatever yeah. you can do. But if they're choosing not to have peace— that's really their choice, but that doesn't mean it rocks our world because we can still have the peace of, of Christ. That's right. Nobody can take that away. Exactly. Exactly. That's, it's so good, man. We, we could talk about this for days and days, but a great way to continue the conversation is to pick up Cassie's book. We've yes. been pulling nuggets of wisdom from it, this whole conversation. So Cassie, before we wrap up, tell us specific, you know, tell us about your book and specifically where we can find it. Sure, sure. The book is called Unwrapped, the Open the Gift of Holiday Sanity, not Hallmark is a Liar. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. And, that's, yes, right, that's the next one. And you can get it on Amazon. It's available in Kindle or it's available um, just to order there. And the best way is to Google Unwrapped and my name, which is Cassie Reed, R-E-I-D. So, or awesome. you can just Google my name or put my name in the search bar on Amazon and find it. So, um, yeah, that's the best way to get it. And it's just a great little read. It's 25 chapters. So it's one of those books that you can just pick up and read a chapter if you like, or Mm -hmm. or put it down, pick another one up, read a chapter. And it takes about just three or four minutes to read each chapter. So it's it's really easy. So pick it up, take it on the road trip with you when you're headed headed to (laughs) those holiday gatherings and and it'll help you enter in with the right frame of mind. I love it. And Cassie, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh no, it's so fun. Yeah, we've had a ball. I love talking about the holidays. No, We've had a ball and we're going to launch our new uh, Skidmark Network. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it's a rival hall Mark, and it's going to be fun. Right. Yes. But sweetie, would you close us out in prayer? We, um, you know, we, I just think this episode would be a great one to end in prayer because there's, there's so much happening this time of year. And mm-hmm. a lot of folks listening, maybe just have anxiety or, mm-hmm. and, right. or stress mm-hmm. about what they're getting ready to go into these next few weeks. And just let's just invite the Prince of Peace to bring peace uh, right where they are. And, and I think that'd be a great way to wrap up. All right, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for what we have learned during this time talking with Cassie. And I just pray that that we can go into Christmas uh, with a spirit of peace, Lord, with the Holy Spirit ruling in our hearts, Lord. And no matter what we are facing in our families, even if they're the toughest of situations and we're kind of limping in there, I just pray that you help us to maintain our peace, to approach our family with uh, fresh eyes, eyes of hope, eyes of forgiveness, eyes of a willingness to 
to rebuild trust where trust has been broken. I pray that uh, when we come into the home, just like Cassie said, Lord, that people kind of breathe a sigh of relief and that we just kind of bring uh, water to the fire, Lord, in our families. I also pray, Lord, that we have realistic expectations, that we don't feel like we need to keep up with the family next door, that we just have the right budget for our family, Lord, and more than anything, that we keep Jesus at the very heart of the season because that is why we are celebrating, Lord. We are celebrating that, that you gave your very son so that we could be forgiven, Lord. And we thank you for that. And we just pray that, that we can be more and more like Jesus every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, we'll see you guys next time.